My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Welcome to today's topic is the seventh principle, which is at the heart of every eating disorder is the desire to awaken, embrace our whole selves and experience our divinity. So one of the things that we say often in our book, it's not about food, is that your eating disorder is here for a very good reason. It's trying to help you. It's trying to be it's trying to cope, it's trying to help you cope with your life. But it also is a cry from our deepest part of our soul that must be heard. And if we don't listen to it, the eating disorder will continue. We all have a spiritual self. It's the part of us that knows that we are okay and we are perfect. And it's connected to a wonderful source of creation, energy, ideas, inspiration. And it gets lost in the culture that we have that is so body-centered. We've been trained to see ourselves as good if we are thin and young and eat the right thing and weigh the right thing and have the right car and have the best money that you can have, most money that you can have. But our spiritual self is who we truly are. And actually, every part of us is divine. And we all have an inner voice that if we can listen, will guide us to what is our real truth and what is it that we're supposed to be on this earth. I remember when I was recovering, there was a time when I thought I must be, it must be some other reason I'm here other than trying to fit into a size, whatever, zero, two, four, six, eight, whatever size I was trying to fit in at that moment. And, it, and indeed, I did have a bigger creative path than I thought that I did because I was just always worried about my eating and my body. But we have a calling, and it's linked to our recovery. Eating intuitively is living our truth physically. Honoring and nurturing our feelings is living our truth emotionally. And expressing our creativity, passion, and soul's desire is living our truth spiritually. And we have to have faith, that leap of faith that we have to have, which we take when we just can't continue the eating disorder and the severe body hatred anymore of, I'm going to stop doing this and I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I will step into it if I can. Use that source greater than yourself a higher power, whatever you want to call it, God, goddess. And having faith doesn't mean you give up responsibility. This is still your precious body that you you are going to have to take care of the rest of your life. This is still your wonderful feelings and your path and your thoughts and your brain and everything that you makes you, you. But we also really need to tap into that spiritual part of us in order to let go of control. Uh, Carol often says that um, 
it's not that we have a eating problem. We have a control problem. We're addicted to a control. So having faith means instead of contracting in fear, you open up and listen for spiritual guidance and input. Hard to do, especially in the culture that we live in, that on one hand tells us to trust our spirit, and on the other hand tells us to trust a diet. So today I'm so pleased and honored to have the other founder of Beyond Hunger and the other author of the, our books over it, and it's not about food, and our body love cards, Carol Normandy. Thank you, Laura Lee. So Carol, what do you think about the idea that at the heart of our eating disorder is a desire to awaken, that it's really a cry from our deepest soul? What do you think about that idea about recovery? So in my recovery, what I came to find was that all of the suffering around my my eating disorders, my body hatred, the obsession about what I should or shouldn't look like, um, the overeating behaviors, the purging behaviors, the restricting behaviors, those were all ways that I was trying to cope with a deeper need. And yeah. what that deeper need was, I had absolutely no idea. Right. But as I started right. to, on my recovery path and started to listen, Really, the bottom line, there was physical needs, there were emotional needs, but a very profound component of my needs were my spiritual needs. Right. And part of that is just the awareness that I am more than just a physical body that's supposed to look a certain way. We, as women and men in our culture, are conditioned to feel like objects. Right. And we're conditioned to feel like we have to perform a certain way to be loved. We have to look a certain way to be loved. But the spiritual principle, which I came to understand, is that we are love. Uh, yeah. So we come into our bodies, we come into this presence on earth from source, from love, and that's who we are. And we're slowly conditioned to believe otherwise. Yes. And our work is to relearn who we really are which is spiritual beings in a body to <laughs> express and manifest our unique gifts and passions and creativities. Yeah, it's like that old saying, we are spirits in a human form trying to be human and deal with the body and being on earth. Right, right, <laughs> right. exactly. And so part of the hunger that underlies the eating disorder is a spiritual hunger. Yeah. It's the need to love ourselves and each other unconditionally. It's the need to be present and witness the miracle of who we are without judgment. It's the need to be able to express our creativity and manifest our passions without being limited by ideas of who we should or shouldn't be or what we right. should or shouldn't do. Right, And when that creativity gets cut off by our limiting thoughts or the limited conditioning we've had or been taught, we're unhappy. And so we reach for something to fulfill ourselves. Yeah. Drugs, alcohol, food, whatever, sex, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But what we're really needing is to be able to find a way to go in and tap our own uh, unconditional love and expression, yeah. creative expression. That's the sort of the hole that so many people talk about that they're trying to fill with right. whatever, food, because we're talking about eating disorders. So the food or the control of a diet or whatever, right. trying to fill that up. Yeah. 
Yeah. So how does one sort of recover from what this culture says is God and then actually find what you we feel deep inside is spirit, a spiritual? Well, I think that's a really good question because I think people confuse the concept of spirituality with religion. Yeah. So religion is an organized form of um, spiritual expression, and there's many different kinds of religions. And just as there are many different kinds of individuals, it's just different ways that people have expressed their yearn for spirituality. And religion as an organi- a human organized um, community has been both extremely positive in people's lives and extremely destructive in people's yeah, lives. So there are right. people who have a religious background or upbringing who have had a lot of spiritual wounds yeah. from their experience. And so they turn off from spirituality That's right. instead of turning off from their religion. Right. There are other people who've had religious support that has enhanced their spirituality. So right. it really depends upon the individual, the community they've been in. Right. But the basic foundations of all religious programs um, come down to the universal love, mm-hmm. unconditional love for each right. other, um, and knowing that there is a presence greater than ourselves. Right. That we're not alone. That we're not alone. Right. Right. Uh And that we are inherently connected to this presence, that we have access to this presence simply by tuning in, going deep inside and and listening. Right. Right. And that connection that you're talking about, too, of ourselves to ourselves and then to each other. Yes. That connection is so important. And I, again, in this society we live in which is like every man for himself or pull pull yourself up with your bootstraps you know that kind of leaves us pretty lonely especially if we run into you know problems which of course being human we will we can't we can't do everything ourselves it's just not possible right so i wonder about um sort of the idea of if there was some young person out there in the world who was really struggling with this and had and is not finding it in her church or her place of worship if you will how does she tap into that how does she get that or he how does he get that in order to know that there's a bigger source rather than their eating disorder to turn to when they're having a a problem Well, I think there's a number of different ways. So there's the internal process, which is just being willing to go in and sit and listen. So meditation is a really wonderful practice for that. Journaling is a wonderful practice for that. Um, And then community can be very helpful. And and some people have been wounded in spiritual and religious community, but um, I'd say try something else. Yeah. You know, go experience something else. Yeah. And... it doesn't have to be um, a, the traditional cultural religious uh, perspective is usually a older white male, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be an old patriarchy. White male. It doesn't uh-huh. have to be a person. Right. It can be nature. Yeah. Wherever you feel right. that there is, you are connected with one, where you connected with a greater source, that's a spiritual experience. So you can go sit in nature. 
or you can go sit in in the middle of a rock and roll concert and experience mm-hmm. that. <laughs> right. So it's really a journey of going out and trying and finding places where you feel awed and inspired by this creative force that is present in our world. Yeah. I love that. I've uh, that is so true. If you can't find what you're looking for, go look at an ocean, look at a mountain, go sit in nature, go walk in the woods, whatever you can do, you'll feel your your spirit lift up if you do that. Yeah, and then I think the other pathway to connect with our spiritual presence is through creativity. Yes. Because creativity is the doorway into our source. So when we're really sitting with our creative expression and we're able to get out of our judgmental mind, we are accessing that flow of presence and right. source through us. Right. So that could be anything from dancing to writing to artwork to music to right. um, uh, mechanical engineering, right? Right. <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> right. whatever floats your boat. Right. And I think what you bring up a really good point because, again, I remember being so obsessed with food and weight, just and hating myself so badly and obsessive thoughts. And if I would just sort of peel myself away from that and do something creative, I would lose time. You know, I would lose that, uh, that needing to do something different. I would be okay with what I was doing. I remember used to make quilts in my early recovery. (laughs) That was, took a lot of, uh, I mean, I was able to just be creative, and then it would I would sort of wake up after a little while and go, oh, I haven't eaten in five hours. I better do something, you know. But it, it is true. It's the creative takes us into a different part of our brain and ourselves mm-hmm. and yes. into that spiritual part, too. Right. And oftentimes people talk about overeating or restricting or obsessing as a response to being bored. And I always redefine bored as not knowing how to be with ourselves in a loving, creative way. That's right. And it can take a lot of time and work to figure out how to be with ourselves in a loving, creative way. But the more we sit and experiment with it, um, the more we're able to start tapping into those things that we actually really do enjoy. They align up with our spiritual need. There's an alignment. There's a feeling of joy. There's a big green light that says, yes, you know, there's, we know when we're connected to something that we're aligned with because we feel it in our bodies. That's right. That's right. So are you wanting to read a quote from our book that probably you wrote? Um, I can read a quote from our book. Yes. So this is just from the first part of the Reclaiming the Spiritual Self. At the heart of every eating disorder, whether it's compulsive eating, bulimia, or anorexia, there's a cry from the deepest part of our souls that must be heard. It's a cry to awaken, to embrace our whole selves, to see past the limitations we've put on ourselves by defining our bodies or eating habits as good or bad. It's a cry to deepen our understanding of who we really are. It's a longing to know ourselves in mind, body, and spirit. 
It's a call from the part of us that holds our desires and passions to grow, heal, and to fulfill our dreams. It's a call from the part of us that is connected to with the universal love. Oh, that makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Carol. Thank you so much for having today. me. Yes, thanks. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.